And I remember we were walking out of church one day and they were baptizing people on the lawn. And I remember telling Kurt, like, I want to go get baptized right now. And he goes, I don't think that you can do that. I think that, <laughs> I think that you have, there's something that you got to go through. So I remember the next Sunday, the followers life class was starting. It's not coincidental. You know, it was a setup for us. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. I'm Kurt Tucker. Today, I am with my wife, Rachel. How are you doing? Amazing. We just got back from Cabo, so that was awesome. It was an incredible trip. And today, guys, we have a treat for you, especially for those of you who are married. Um, Today, we are going to share our full marriage story. One of the things that Rachel and I are so passionate about is marriage because of the journey that we've had and the fact that we just believe that the impact that our story can have. And so I want to encourage you today on this episode to stick with us, especially if you're married or if you are have a goal in the future to get married or maybe you've been married before and it didn't turn out so good. Uh, And especially for those who have a desire to have a kingdom marriage, a united marriage, Uh, we're going to go pretty deep today throughout our whole story. I know in other episodes that Rachel has been on with me, we've shared just tidbits of different subjects about our marriage, about our story, about some of the things that we do that help our marriage and have helped our marriage. But today we're going to share our full story with you. So buckle up. I believe this is going to be an incredible episode today. And I'm so thankful to have uh, Rachel on with me today to share this story. So where do we begin, my love? Gosh, I think my life began really when I met you. You know, I remember, uh, if you don't know, I'm 10 years older than Kurt. So when I met Kurt, I was 32 years old, all up in the world, harlot. Um, And I did not have Jesus in my life. I feel like I always believed you know, but I didn't have a personal relationship, didn't really know how to pray. He wasn't on my radar. I was in the world of the world. <laughs> now I'm in the world, but not of the world. So, so, so 32, 32, divorced twice, divorced twice, two kids, two kids, and I'm 21, 21, single bachelor in a bar, selling cars, met him, met him in a bar. I was with my best friend, uh, Tina and uh, her and I've been friends for her whole entire life, but, um, Met him in a bar. We locked eyes. Um, he came down later in the bar. Smooth talked. He's a salesman. He's always trying to always trying to sell you on everything. Um, anyways, so we ended up started dating, right? And I remember going to your apartment. And you lived with your friend, and uh, you know you were dating other people. I was dating other people, but we always just kind of ended up back together. But I remember you had a picture of. Jesus hanging on your doorway when it's a picture of Jesus and he was just holding a man who was just broken. And I think I even made fun of it. Mm. I think I even like pointed at it and made fun of it. Um, so we basically dated for a year. Then we moved in together. 
And it, it became apparent to me really quickly, all of our demons came out. All Kurt's demons came out very early in our relationship. His abuse, his anger, his words, he very much used his words to tear you down. We uh, got married in Vegas, which we didn't start out very well. You know, yeah. that story is... Well, let's just... Let's just... Let's camp here because okay. we're, we're telling everything. Okay. So, guys, you know, from my perspective, you always have two perspectives, right? You have the husband perspective. You have the wife perspective, you know. And you have the truth. You know, for, for me, you know, 21, you know, years young, the thing that I remember most um, was that we were always just drawn to each other. Yeah. I think I said this, too, is that, you know, I was always drawn to Rachel, um, and there's a lot that, that you didn't, uh, say there, whether it came to, um, the way you were courting me, mm -hmm. you know, that ended up because we want to give you hope on this podcast. Yeah. That's the whole hope of this podcast right. guys, of us sharing our stories to give you hope of who you see Kurt and Rachel Tucker today as versus who we once were. That's why one of my favorite scriptures is, you know, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Second the Corinthians the old is gone, the new is come. And that we can be, Romans 12, 2, transformed by the renewing of our mind. We we were transformed because of Christ, and we're going to share that with you. But as when Rachel and I were, were dating earlier, you know, you were using a company yeah. credit card um, that eventually, you know, you lost your job. You almost ended up in jail. I mean, it was yeah. a very low point. For it was, her. it was a very low point to where nobody knew it was happening. I remember I ended up by myself on Christmas day and I was alone. And I literally was the only time in my entire life that I had so much shame mm. that I considered taking my own life. Mm -hmm. And I only, you know, I never, I didn't tell anybody. Actually, I told one person, her name's Crystal, and she's no longer with us. And um, that's where I was. And I remember this was the turning point in our life is, you know, I've had several abortions and one of those was yours. And it was like, I was just so low. But I remember I was alone on Christmas day. My two oldest kids were with their dad. I was all alone. Nobody knew what was happening. I was covered in shame and uh, you invited me to your house for Christmas. And this was my first really, like I'd been like, I'd come to your house, hung out with your mom, sat on the porch yeah. with your mom, smoked cigarettes, you know, all that. Uh, but you invited me over and it was that point. I think you and I decided, you know what? We're going to date. We're yeah. going to be exclusive like uh, with each other. And we moved in together. Yeah. So, and I just wanted to tell that part of the story because we were already to the point where yeah. we were getting married and there was a lot that we, we didn't unpack yeah. there. Right. So, so for us, I remember us just, you know, me wanting to continue to, to flow back to you and, and vice versa. So we spend, you know, that Christmas together and, and I had no idea at the time how broken she really was because this kind of came out later. So fast forward um, we, you know, uh, we get pregnant, you know, with Carson planned. and, you we know, planned it. we, we, we planned it. We even videotaped, <laughs> you, you know, but <laughs> we planned it. Yeah, exactly. But, I but I don't think around. I really knew what that actually meant at 21 to be like, I want to have a kid because I was just immature. Yeah. 
and didn't, you know, understand really what that was going to mean for me. You were still you know? yeah. Kurt. Oh, Kurt. So, so anyhow, so we go to Vegas and we get married at this point. I'm, st we're still smoking a lot of weed. We're drinking. drinking we are lustful as can be yeah. sex addict, everything. And you know, what should be the most pure um, day of your life, getting married to the one that you are going to be with forever, especially we teach this to our children. 2005. 2005. Um, you know, where you should save yourself for marriage, right? Like even for those of you who are, you're not married right now, but maybe you're dating. Like one of the things that we talk about is, is, is man, like saving yourself for marriage because we want to do things God's way. But we weren't doing things God's way. We were a very lustful relationship, right? So the second night of being in Vegas after we got married, you know, I basically convinced you that we should get a hooker. Yeah. You know, because of me, right? You know, like, hey, let, we should do this, right? You're in Vegas and all that stuff just kind of goes. And the reality is, is, you know, that was really the first time uh, in our marriage, really day one or day two, that the 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 infidelity started yeah you know because if you if i think back it's exactly. like hey look day two we're not even two days into our marriage and and i'm and we're already or i'm already with another woman yeah um so that leads to the very first couple years of our marriage being filled with you know we go on fast forward a little bit and have you know carly our daughter uh, who was a little bit unplanned. Um, yeah. And the reason why Carly was unplanned was because financially it was like, well, we can't have another kid. I've already got three kids. Now it's it's hitting me early on in our marriage that I just went from being 21 and a singular bachelor to, to, four ki three kids. to 23. Yeah. I've got three kids taking care of two kids who aren't mine. And I didn't have the right mindset towards, you know, Austin and Mariah who, you know, um, were, you know, Rachel's from a previous marriage who for many years, I called them my stepkids. Now they're my kids. You know, I, I through the process of renewing my mind over the years, Sanctification. I've, I've renewed my mind to where now, you know, 20 years later, those, those kids, the oldest kids are one of two of four of our kids, yeah. kids there. So we have Carly and I don't know how to handle life. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to handle pressure, this financial pressure. I got to provide for a family now and all these different things. We're still smoking weed, drinking, and I go on the road and there's a lot of infidelity. There's a lot of seeds that I was sowing um, that were creating havoc in my life. Yeah. That, that you know, um, didn't come out for years, by the way. From I felt like, though, I, I say this a lot. I felt like I kind of knew it. I knew it because I have, you know, women, we have that inner intuition, like we were created with it. And I kind of knew it because he would come home and he'd go out in the garage and he was, he would just, he was out there just crying, like listening to, I've had a bad day. Mm. <laughs> like, I remember it so clear, but like I, I was being tortured. You were being like, tortured. Like, I mean, I was. Yeah. But I didn't have evidence. Um, <laughs> but I kind of like, you know, knew it. I knew who he was. Like, he let us down paths. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, so you want to talk about failure, you know, uh, men, for those of you who are listening to this, there was no leadership. I'd never had anybody show me what it was like to be a good husband, let alone a godly husband. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is why, you know, um, I, I was, I let, I went down the wrong path for everything. Right. And so those seeds that were sown, I remember, 
um, like financially, we just all of a sudden things began to start unraveling and yeah. and it was one bad all, decision after another. Yeah. And it was all from, from me, from my, from my fault. Right. Which ultimately then leads to us, you know, uh, anytime there's the financial issues and you don't know how to handle those financial issues, you don't have, i.e. God in your life, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, you know, what happens is it creates a ton of fights, right? So we're fighting over money. We're fighting over, um, you know, uh, communication because we don't know how to communicate. Jealous. Jealousy, you yes. know, um, I am, you know, those things. And ultimately, long story short, we lose it all. I mean, we're going we to payday all. lenders. We're, oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But I remember, honey, like, so we both got baptized in 2006. Okay. I actually gave my life to Jesus in 2006 when I was pregnant with Carly. He was on the road. I started in Purpose Driven Life. I remember pregnant with Carly, laying in the bed, reading this and giving my life to Jesus. And we, uh, in 2006, we started going to Ginglesburg, 2005, yep. you know, every, every once in a while, um, showed up to, and I remember we were walking out of church one day and they were baptizing people on the lawn. And I remember telling Kurt, like, I want to go get baptized right now. And he goes, I don't think that you can do that. I think that, <laughs> I think that you have, there's something that you got to go through. So I remember the next Sunday, the followers life class was starting. It's not coincidental. You know, it was a setup for us. And for me, a lot of people, they fence ride this. They're just maybe not broken enough. I don't know why, but a lot of people that even went to that church, they waited 10 years to take that class. And I'm just like, I had reached the bottom and I found my heavenly father and I felt the love of the father. And I was doing, I just, obedience was my first thing. I, obedience came natural yeah. to me because I had the Holy spirit and I just gave my life to Jesus. And so I remember we went through that course, spiritual parents place in our life yeah. and not just any spiritual parents, but I mean, Poppy was on that top 50 most influential Christian list. Yeah. So like, shout oh, out to Mike and Carolyn Slaughter. Poppy and mama, like, you know, like not just any, but the best who were placed in our life, went through followers life, got baptized together. I went all in. So I started studying my Bible, getting in the word. Kurt, on the other hand, took a couple years to come along. We were still going to church. But before that even happened, though, we lost everything. I had Jesus and I was like, we're tithing. Well, the, the tithe, though, happened after the bankruptcy, though. It I did. Mean, yes. But but what I just think is even what you're sharing. And for those of you out there who are listening. That's what I'm saying, though. That's the point. Is it, at our lack. Yes. We tithe. But, for I, the first but I just think for those of you who are listening, you know, I just firmly believe that many times us men are are a little behind. Typically, you know, well, let's let's look at this stat. Seventy percent of divorces are initiated by the women. And I firmly believe that's for two reasons. Number one, it's because us men sometimes lack, you know, taking the necessary actions to improve our marriage. OK, um, and therefore, you know, women, you guys get frustrated and, and that's why I love what you do. And we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, Rachel, where you are the epitome of the warrior woman, the warrior wife who understood how important it was to fight on behalf of our marriage, yeah. you know, to the point to where you begin to start changing you and worrying less about me 
So therefore, I was never feeling, you know, this, you know, pressure, this inadequacy, this. I'm I not was never a enough. nagging wife. You weren't. You weren't nagging on me all the time. You weren't so focused on me to where I would, you know, because men don't change out of of resentment and bitterness, right. you know, like sometimes maybe women do, you know, where instead we get defensive, we get prideful and we just, oh, well, I'm not going to do it. Right. And then we'll let the whole thing implode out of our pride, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, Rachel, how we feel. Yeah. So Rachel goes all in and because she goes all in and I'm a slow changer, but she's changing, but you know, what had been done had been done. Meaning the thing, the seeds that I had sown, there was nothing that could take back the things that I did over that two-year period on the road. So we end up losing it all. Even in the midst of us becoming Christians and yeah. saying yes to Jesus and going to church on Sunday, yeah. you know, here's the deal is we live in a cause and effect world. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and the things that I had done, there was going to be consequences that led to us losing everything. And even though we're on this faith journey together... And we end up, you know, losing our house foreclosed, cars repossessed, cars, food stamps. We're, we're living, you know, uh, in this in this, you know, duplex with with uh, at one point no car to our name. We're borrowing cars yes. <laughs> from people. So yeah, they lent their cars. We borrowed it from them. Correct. And so you know, let's talk about the last fight, the last knockdown, yeah. drag out fight that really for you women, I want you to to listen in on this because I think this is so powerful. And if there was one pivotal thing that has ever happened in our marriage that changed the game, I think it's this story because the day that, that this last knockdown drag out fight happened and I left, I thought that our marriage was over and man, did God have a different plan. And I'm so grateful and thankful. So share that. I do want to tell you this, that we had people in place. We had, Started marriage counseling. Yeah. At year two. Okay. Because we were in the right place at the right time with the right people. Yes. Like God placed it at Ging places at Gingensburg. And you know, Poppy and Carolyn knew their place. He was a he's a preacher. He's not a counselor. So like we don't please don't go to your house pastor for marriage counseling. You gotta go to a, a real Christian marriage counselor. Let me say that. So we have people on our place, people in place. He had, you know, John. Glazer, like just people in place. So I remember what happened was, is I knew who I was and I knew who the power I had in me before when Kurt was physical with me, I thought I deserved it. Like, this is my punishment for being such a heathen, such a sinner, like uh, with no regard for life, killing babies and like just stealing money. Like he was a heathen. And I thought I deserved it. But then when I met Jesus and, and gave my life to Jesus and started that sanctification process, which is a process, doesn't happen. It takes our participation for that sanctification to happen. It's the faith without works. So I wasn't just going to be like, renewed mind. But the, the, the last fight, I don't remember what it was, but he was very triggered and it, it goes from zero to a hundred really fast. And I knew who I was and I wasn't going to take it. And I fought back. Like he had, he saw, he literally had the fear of God because I'm like, I'm going to take you out. Like, and I was ready, come after him with night. Like, I'm not, you're this, you're not doing this. It was a scary situation. It was scary. It was a very abusive relationship yeah. mentally and physically. And I stood up to the bully. 
Okay. And that's what the devil is. He's the bully. And so I finally stood up to him and it scared him and I sent him away. And I remember like just going to prayer, going to my knees. And I don't even know where our kids were. I mean, our kids witnessed many times. Mm. Oh, my older kids probably have a memory remembrance. Carson and Carly don't. But I, we had a great new memories, but I just, I don't remember what it was, but I, you went away and I went to my knees and I was just like my pleading to the father. Like, I thought this was going to be easier. Like why? Like, just, but. Cause we've been on our walk. You you'd said yes years. to Jesus two years, two years prior. prior and, and I just was like, you know what? I'll do whatever you want me to do. Jesus. Like I'm here for you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I stood up. And I walked upstairs and I pulled out a book and we signed up for this marriage class called Marriage on the Rock at Ginghamsburg. The book was by Jimmy and Karen Evans. We, we went to one class and we never went back. And that book, I read it. And I, I went up and I pulled it out and the book opened up to a page that basically gave me my answer. So... And I hear this a lot here. I talk to God. I talk to God. I talk to God. Awesome. But you know why you're not hearing from God? Because you won't shut up. Like you have to be quiet and you have to look for the answers. And so it came and it said, look, Jesus suffered so that, you know, we wouldn't have to. And sometimes we have to go through suffering in order for his glory to be made known. And so he basically was saying, hey, Kurt's your assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like, you're going to have to stay here. And that's not what I wanted to hear. But I was like, okay. So called Kurt. He was over at our friend Jeff Donay's house. But we pinpointed at when I was on my knees praying. He was on the phone with John Glazier. Right. Yeah. At the same time. And he came home. And that is when Kurt started his all in walk with Jesus. And we have shelves of journals to kind of prove that. So that was the point that he went all in and so started reading his Bible. He was working at Dave Arbogast at the time and him and Blake Arbogast started. Purpose driven life. So, so there is so much stuff there, friends, that we just covered that, you know, the one of the most important things that I want to point out to you right now is if you're in a spot in your marriage where one of you in your marriage has decided like, I'm all in for Jesus and the other one is lagging a little bit, okay? Don't lose hope, like keep fighting, like never give up. Like we have always had since very early on because Rachel mentioned it, that we were wise enough because we had wise people. In Proverbs, it says that wise people walk with the wise. And we had people that said, listen, you need help. Like you need a coach. All right. Now, at that time, it was called a counselor. Now we believe in a coach because we understand coach is not a crutch. You know, it's somebody that helps you go next level. And we've had a coach now for years. But because we had that coach, you know, the one of the very first things that that person, John Jung, said to us and taught us was to burn the boats, to take the divorce the D word, right? We don't even like to say that word. Take it off the table. So that way, no matter what you go through or what we like to say, what God has for you to grow through, 
you're going to have a mindset that we're going to figure this out. I, I firmly believe that because we had that belief system, it's why God led you to the Marriage on the Rock book. Yeah. So I just want to give you hope that if you're in that season right now where you're like, man, like we are just fighting, like keep going. Like keep going because understand that, you know, it's through that battle that you're going to continue to fight through that, man, there is some amazing stuff that's going to happen on the other side. So I'm just thankful and grateful that we were taught that early. And I want to give you that hope today to keep going, no matter if, if you're the husband, if you're the wife in the relationship, just keep going because, man, when you are praying for God to have breakthrough in your life and for God not to restore, but to renew the things you know, that he has for you, like it totally is possible. No, you're fine. Oh, so, so let's talk about this as we, we make this shift. Well, let me just point that out is, is I, that's a good, I want to stick a pen right there because that's, that's what I always tell women is you, you think about how, I think it was a Benjamin Franklin quote. He says, think about how hard it is to change yourself and you're trying to change somebody else. Mm, like good. you're not going to change them. And you're basically going to annoy him, nagging him saying, go to church. Why don't you go to church? Why don't you read your Bible? Why don't you join this coaching thing? Why don't you go like here? Why don't you do that? They're you're pushing them away because that's called nagging. And it's better to be, what's the proverb than to be with a quarrelsome wife. Like, yeah, I don't know. But... Either way, like you have no control over that. And so when you be still and know, because be still in the Hebrew means literally release it and know that he has it. We have to get out of God's way, women, wives, so that God can reach him because we're in the way. But if we just lay it down and release it and trust God mm -hmm. that he's the transformer, the Holy Spirit is the transformer. That's when things shifted. I just knew that intuitively. I never, when I started my walk with Jesus, I did not become all pious and righteous and you know, saying, well, you got to do this and you got to do that. I just did it. I don't have an explanation other than the Holy Spirit in me. Mm. But that was the pivotal moment, you know, because I was I love Jesus and he's my number one. Like it's Jesus over everything. Mm. Period. I choose Jesus. And that is my biggest advice. And so I that means dying to myself means I had to die to my feelings. You know, yeah, he was a jerk. Yeah, he was an a-hole. Yeah, he was evil. Yeah, but my feelings didn't matter when his 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 purpose was on the line. His plan was on the line because if I would have given up and just quit, I wouldn't be who I am today. He would have went on, done it. He would because he's he would have attracted another Rahab, another Gomer into his life, yep. and it just would have carried on. Yeah. So, and I, and I just want to say that, like, I, I'm so thankful that, you know, you did what you did. Like, I'm so thankful that Rachel um, was so obedient to the Holy Spirit's call and, and continued to fight and focus on her. Uh, because if she wouldn't have done that, and, and this is what I literally, we've talked so much about this recently in our marriage, about how do we help impact other marriages for the kingdom so that they can have what what we have and and we don't want your you to have a marriage like ours we want you to have the marriage that god created for your marriage right um but it's like 
we've talked about this and that's why unity is so important. And that's also why um, when a wife goes all in first, many of the times that the husband begins to change, you know, that's why the focus, uh, you know, for us, if it's like, hey, if there's one person that we could get to first and begin to have impact that will ultimately impact the marriage, the family, generations to come. It's the woman. Yeah. I mean, it's the woman. Because, Most of the time. Yeah, because typically the woman is the one that's like, I'm done. Because yeah. and, that, and that's just based upon the scientific fact that 70% of, of divorces are initiated by the woman. Yeah. Like you've, you've had enough, but you've had enough based upon your feelings, like yeah. Rachel was just saying, you know, where sometimes... Because we know that the enemy, you know, is a liar. He's a deceiver. And if you believe the lies, you will empower the liar. And yeah. he will be get, begin to get you to think about all these things. So you fought. Yeah. You stayed in the pocket. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I begin to change. I begin to start doing purpose-driven life. I begin to really begin to start going all in. We make this decision, um, you know, to start a business together which is a whole nother story yeah. different than what we're doing right now. We've but. worked. So we started working together in 2000, the end of 2008. Yeah. And we worked together all the way up until 2019. Yeah. So, so basically we start faith driven fitness um, where we're serving people. I'm serving at the church. Like we're doing a lot of awesome stuff, we're still smoking weed. but we're still smoking weed. Like we yeah. still have not got this thing figured out yet. Going friend. to sex clubs. I mean, it, it, we're still like, yeah. we're, I'm, I am, I'm working through my junk, man. Yeah. This is what I want you guys to hear is that I've been walking with Jesus now for three years, said yes to Jesus, baptized, going, serving at my church. But yet, man, I still have some stuff in the closet that nobody knows about. I'm still struggling with sex addiction, with pornography. You know, let's go to this sex club. You know, we're still smoking weed. And Rachel is just an obedient wife, doing her best to love me. Um, now, you still have had, you know, there's still sexual stuff that you were promiscuous and and not like you were just like the perfect sex uh, perfect Christian, you know, whatever, um, where, but it was me now, thankfully, like we never went and did some of the things that we know that people did with other yeah. couples and all this stuff. It was really more creating a, a an environment yeah. that was, was set like, like Rachel and I, like, we have an incredible sex life. There were no souls intertwined. Yeah, there were no souls intertwined. Like, so this would be a whole totally yeah. subject. Like, like we believe in teaching great sex to marriages, because when you have great sex in your marriage, right, and you're doing it the right way, it creates an incredible level of intimacy. And you can have spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy, and those are the first two levels of intimacy. But there's something about sex that brings a couple closer yeah. together, it, you know, and it is a great need for men. And yeah. it is typically us men's number one love language are very close up there with words of affirmation, which is one of the reasons why a nagging or a quarrelsome wife is so destructive to a husband, because a man needs to hear constant, you know, encouragement, you know, from their spouse, because we are already men struggling with so many limiting beliefs and self-doubts and insecurities as it is, you know, so we need that from our wife. So, so we're working through this stuff. And I want to just kind of fast forward a little bit here just yeah. for the sake of time is that we work through this, friends. 
uh, I go all in on basically saying we need help. I come clean with our pastor that we've been smoking weed. So March 15, 2010, we quit smoking weed. And man, does our life change. Like I'm talking the next 12 to 18 months, we triple our income. Yeah. You know, eventually we move into at dream that point home. what we thought was our dream home. Like we are like, boom, we just took like off like a rocket because men, there was the one thing that I knew that I needed to let go of that eventually I mustered up the courage backed with commitment. And the commitment was letting somebody know that here's what we're doing. And, and I thought we were going to be judged and potentially kicked out of the church and all these different things. And you know what? We were accepted with such great love and grace and, 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 you know, being a part of an awesome community that helped us really make some, some awesome things. Just fast forwarding here. We started to grow tremendously, right? Like the next seven or eight, nine years. The multi-million dollar business. We, you know, we were just, I still, you know. Personal development was at the core of this next six or seven years, by the way. Like just ferocious. Like I still am. I'm still as hungry then as I am. I'm still hungry now as I was then. Because I know that and I have people to lead. And I can only lead them as far as I've led myself because I'm never going to get to a point. That's why we'll always have a coach. Yeah. I'm never going to get to a point where I don't need somebody here above me to share blind spots with me or to share something new with me. You know, so there's certain people like we pay to sit at tables. Yes. You know, like we pay to sit at tables. Yeah. And so like we are sitting at the right tables now, you yes. know. So I and we have for years, but we, we have but for a years. coach changed my life. Yes. Jay Meyer, if you've read my book in 2010, you know, after I had quit smoking weed, a coach comes into my life. I'd already had a pastor, but here's the thing is I needed a coach. I needed another man other than my pastor who had experience with, you know, um, addiction, you know, with being a businessman who could teach me how to, you know, literally get my priorities straight, get a new vision for my life, create a new identity, all the things that Change Jay everything. did for me yeah. that, that now I see myself doing in other men's life and, and, and watching the change that happens, yeah. where that was such a game changer. And we were ferocious when it came to personal development uh, because we also were a part of a business at that time where they literally, I remember the statement, your income will never surpass the level of your personal development. Yeah. So we knew we wanted to make a significant income. And we were like, all right, well, if, if the people who are making this significant income are talking about, this you book, know, they're book. reading this book and they're watching, you know, going to this seminar, they're, they're showing up for these different things. They got, we're like, we're in, like, yeah. we were like, these people have success, success leaves clues if this is what they're doing. This is what we're doing, you know. So we were having spiritual success, right, because of our commitment to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then we started having business success because of some of the things we were doing from a business standpoint. Our marriage is getting better. It was still, I still had issues. I still, like, I, I love to fast track women through this whole bitterness thing because I didn't, you know, like, love is not a feeling. I hear, I'm not love anymore. What's love got to do with it? Mm. Love doesn't have anything to do with it. Love is an action. Love is commitment. And it's a covenant that we made. And so it's like, I had to get past how I like, I wasn't like, I don't, I want to be in love again. Like, because I still, he still wasn't, he still had demons in there that yeah. he didn't, nobody knew about. 
Yeah, the, the, the whole infidelity has not come out yet come out in our yet. marriage. It doesn't come out for, for years. For years, but it came out through his mercury poisoning. And like, we were like, so then I was mad at God, you know, like, oh my God, he told me to stay for this crazy lunatic because everything, you know, we thought he was just psychotic because we didn't know what was going on. Two years of just this guy nutso, this guy scared of his own shadow, this guy like just you know, crushing our business. And that's a whole nother story. That's Don't a whole read the chapter in yeah. my book. Whole other, about my whole other story. But like, for me, it was like, I, I stuck in bitterness and unforgiveness too long to the point where it almost killed me three times, took three times before I finally let it go. Rachel developed ulcerative colitis from sickness, sickness. Like from, from, because of her unforgiveness, yeah. her bitterness, her resentment. Literally me. was bleeding out. Yeah. like dead. And, um, and I just, Jesus healed me. I had a miracle healing, which I share a lot because he is the healer. And I had an instantaneous, like, boom, healed. Like, and if you've ever, if you know what that is, it was terrible. I was seven. My hemoglobin was seven. I couldn't even walk up. I was in heart failure. I lost 20 pounds in like seven days, rotted on my couch. It was a, to, it was a very challenging, very, very challenging, very time. challenging season. But I came out of that just, and, and since then, like, so since then, like my heart has been layer after layer, after layer, after layer, especially this past years and, and, you know, um, trials with my family and my mom and my sister and just a three-year healing part where now like everything is healed and we're coming back together and healing the relationships. And, you know, um, I, I actually, live my life different now. And, and when my husband can say, I love this Rachel, mm. because I love no matter what I love my neighbor. I love the witch saint worshiper on the corner. I love, you know, I love everybody because Jesus did. And that's what Jesus, that's what dying to self means. And so through all of it, through all of our trials, through everything, my we, biggest we lost thing, a business. We lost. Oh my gosh, that I business mean, that we built, multi-million dollar business, gone on a phone call. God restored us du double, like a year and a half later. Restarted another. That business changed. Restarted another business, and it's like He's such a good God. Yes. And but we had to do the work, friends. Like we had to do. I had to fight for my family because now I think about what if I would have left because of how I felt. My children would not be so amazing. I have the most amazing family. Like our family unit, they are so close. We are so close. We love being together. Like I'm so thankful that I stayed because I know that if I would have left because of how I felt, like he's just mean and he's just not doing it. And I just would have destroyed my small village. I talked to a woman the other day who her parents got divorced. She developed an eating disorder because of her parents' divorce. And I think people don't, they're so selfish because they make decisions based on how they feel. And if you're a Christian watching this, listening to this, and you're in the midst of a battle in your marriage and your first option is divorced, you're being deceived. Yes. You are being deceived. And, and, and that might be hard to take in. But it's the truth. But it's the truth. We titled this unity because the enemy, what he can't destroy, try to kill me, try to kill him. You know, did everything in his power to break this up, even though like we everybody thought that we wouldn't last. I mean, we were not like most likely to succeed. <laughs> OK, 
And, but you know what I had? I had Jesus and I wanted to be obedient to Jesus. And I was dang if I was going to let the devil win. And that's my stance. And so now what I teach wives and women is how to fight, how to fight the battle. We got to go to the courts of heaven and purchase this judge standing in the gap for our husband. You know, like that's how you fight. You don't fight by go to church, read your Bible, do what he does. Why don't you, why can't you be like that guy? Why can't you be like that husband? This guy does this and this guy does that. Why can't you be like that? Because you are crumbling that guy hmm. like every single day because Looking glass theory says people become who the most important person in their life thinks that they are. So I started just focusing on that. I got out of my feelings and I just started warring. You know, I just started warring in my secret place. And that's not your closet. That is just in the presence of your heavenly father. And that is the, the thing that I help all women do is how to pray, how to war. But also it all starts with us. Everything rises and falls. falls it like rises and falls on what I do as a wife, because I am the easier, the rescuer to come to your aid, the warrior, like that's what I was created for. And although Kurt operated in pride for many, 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 many years, and we'll still tear an onion layers off of that to be able to listen to me and reconcile me versus still see me as, you know, the Rachel that doesn't know anything to I'm going to listen to my wife. Because my wife has some, that's why, that's why we're together because I complete him. He didn't complete me, but I literally biblical sense completed him. And so when we can lay down pride, die to self daily, I mean, you can have an incredible marriage. Like our marriage today is the strongest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. and, and actually I do have that giddy, you know, feeling for him. And I didn't think it when people said, oh, you'll get it back. I was like, no, I won't. I just won't. It's not going to come back. And it did. And, you know, we we our fights are different now. Uh, we fight um, not to hurt each other. And it's not really even fights anymore. They're really disagreements. But for me, I tend We're to both very passionate, very passionate. People. But I tend to not interact in it. Like if he tries to make maybe start a fight or say something rude or boss me around or whatever, I just ignore it. Like he'll, he says many things lots of times and I literally do not respond uh, to it. And really that creates the peace in our house um, because I, you know, we're all works in progress. Like I still have things to work on. He still has things to That's work on. That's the process of sanctification. That's the sanctification, but I'm just thankful that that we're, we made it and we were making it and we are blessing our children and our kids and the generations that follow us. Our kids aren't going to be products of divorce. They're not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be a statistic anymore. You know, like three is the number. <laughs> three is the magic number. You know, that is the resurrection number and uh, sisters and brothers people married, you know, the devil's coming after your marriage and you can just cave and let the devil win or you can stand up and fight. And that's what Kurt and I are really here to just share with you is yeah. Kurt and I are uniting back together because the devil didn't want us to help marriages become world-class. Yeah. Cause you can have a good marriage and then most people think that, man, I don't want to just have a good marriage, but I want to have a great marriage. And good is the enemy of great, by the way. Okay. 
But man, we don't want you to just have a great marriage. We want you to have a world-class marriage. Be married to your best friend. And when you have a world-class marriage, it starts with being united. Because the opposite of unity is division. Yeah. And that's what the enemy wants for you. But what God wants for you, what God has for you is a marriage that's united. Yes. And it's through that unity in the marriage that all other things that trust me, when we talk to couples and we ask them, what do they want in their marriage? They want better communication. They want better sex. They want to be able to, you know, have, you know, just peace and harmony and all these different things. They want more money. Right. Like they want to have better life experiences, yeah. a nicer home, travel on vacation. All those things, there's nothing wrong with them, but it comes from unity. Right. It comes from and it takes three. And, yeah. and that's going to be a title in our book, but it takes three, really. And, and when I say it takes three, here's where my mind goes, friends, is it's you and your spouse and it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to be able to ultimately help you have the marriage that you want. Cord of three strands is not easily broken. And then I also think it takes three that many times you need somebody to help you. You need a coach. You need somebody who's been there, done that. That's why many times a pastor is not the best no. person to help you. Okay, because they haven't been through the things that you are probably more than likely going through. Some maybe, okay, but really what you need is a professional. You need somebody who has walked where you're walking and has gone where you want to go. Yeah. And that's really why we designed Marriage United is to be able to help other mm -hmm. Husbands and wives, marriages who, no matter where you're at in your marriage, because you could be hanging on by a thread right now, or you could be just saying, look, we have an actual great marriage well, now, we good. think, but we want world class, yeah. you know, and, and that's what we've created, you know, in, in, in what our desire is and why Rachel works with so many women to help them become those warrior wives, nice. because we do believe that the wife is kind of the initial. And so, you We're know, the key. It, it really is. And so obviously we have a lot of options, friends, with what I do in Champion Builders with my coaching program for men. But this Marriage United is a brand new program mm -hmm. that, that we're doing together. And, and Rachel is spearheading it as far as working directly with the women and I just want to encourage you because there is, in my opinion, and I'm not biased because you're my wife, you know, by any means, but she is the best person because she is the real deal. I've walked, watched this woman for years walk this walk. Okay. It's one thing to talk the talk. It's another to walk the walk where every single day you're with Jesus, getting wisdom, becoming the wife that God created you to be, which therefore has impacted our marriage in so many different ways. And I want to encourage you that if you're in this position where you want to go next level, maybe your next level is from hanging on by a thread to just saying, hey, look, I just want to be able to get a newfound hope, you know, like Rachel's the gal, you know, yeah. or if it's, hey, I want to go from good to great, yeah. or I want to go from great to world class. That's what this is, yeah. you know, all about. So, so, so what should somebody do if they're listening to this as we just land the plane here? Yeah. What would be the best way for somebody to connect, you know, with you? Well, if you're watching this on an ad right now, you're just going to click the button below and that basically it's going to take you to a scheduling page and we're going to get on a Zoom like this and uh, we're going to see if you're a good fit for this program. But I promise you, if you're a wife, 
and you're ready to take your marriage next level, or you need somebody to walk with you when you want to quit, mm. this is the time to do it because now is the time friends. And, um, or you can send me, um, a private message on social media in my, in my inbox. Uh, but the best way really is to click the link and, um, just schedule a call and let's hop on a call. Um, we call them strategy sessions, uh, because I, I, I can help you just on a one hour call. 30 minute call or whatever it is that, you know, I could help you get the transformation just from one little tip. But I promise you, it didn't take you one day to get where you're at. And it's not going to happen overnight, just like sanctification doesn't happen overnight. But if you're somebody who's committed to Jesus, you're committed to not destroying your small village and having uh, be a statistic and let divorce run on in your family. I want you to take the bold step. Yes. And click the button and let's connect. So this has been awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I want there's so much more to our story. So much more, time. but we don't have time today. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys out there. Um, I want to thank you for joining me. Anything, any last words to say before we wrap up here? If you're waiting on courage, it's not coming. You have to be committed, and then courage will come. So just click. This is how I, this is how I roll is I, this is, was in me when I was heathen, Rachel, I've always been shoot ready aim. And I always go, I've always gone all in, If it, whether that was all in on sex and drugs and rock and roll or all in on Jesus and the life that he has for me, because I promise you, if you are a Christian and uh, you think God's telling you get divorced, you're being deceived. God would never tell you to get divorced. Yeah. So let's fight together. Yes. And men, guys, if you're in a spot where you you know you need to level up, you know you need to get around some like-minded men, send me a message. I've got an incredible tribe with champion builders and um, some men who are really making some awesome changes. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Our heart, uh, our mission, my mission is to love and encourage and most importantly, empower people yeah. to become the champions that God created them to be. And each of us needs all of us. Yeah. And so we just want to thank you for tuning in this episode. Thank you for the opportunity to share our marriage story with you. We hope that you've got hope from this episode today. We love you. Keep living the champion life, friends. And we'll see you on the next episode. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend, and as always, keep growing and keep going.